who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Your search is at an end, my friend, because we did exactly that. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I'm very, very honest and authentic and so when I date someone I cannot lie and that has all been since I've gotten sober and I think I tell girls that I'm like this isn't gonna be a thing I'm I'm jaded I don't have a cold broken heart and then you know that's the best thing to say to a girl (laughs) who wants to fix it (laughs) I know I'm diking out you're diking out let's dike out together see what it's all Welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that apparently is a favorite amongst Cadet Kelly stands. I'm Carolyn Bergier. I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're diking out with comedian Morgan Miller about red flags. Uh-oh. This is a fun one. Watch out. As a reminder, you can get even more content for us by signing up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash diking out. And that is where you will get access to uh, new episodes, extra episodes every week uh, at a certain tier. You can participate in our Zoom hangs, which we have uh, every other month. And we just had one. It was a lot of fun. It's where we all get together on Zoom and talk about what's going on, what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we think about things. We talk about upcoming guests on the podcast and things that we might not talk about in our recorded episodes, behind the scenes of things that go on. All that good stuff is there. And also our patrons had early access to tickets for our first show that we are putting on in person that people can buy tickets to at Good Judy after the Dyke March, June 26, 9 p.m. in Brooklyn. I'm not sure as of now if there are any tickets available because we put them on Patreon for our patrons to get first dibs on since it is a limited capacity show you have to be vaccinated but uh check out our instagram 
at Diking Out for a link to those tickets. If there are remaining tickets, that's where you'll find them. And we hope to see you there. It's going to be so much fun. Julia Shiplett, Ashley Ray, Sydney Washington, and Lindsay Bowling. It might be our most attractive lineup it, yet. I think it is. It's the hottest. I was picking out the headshots for the flyer, and I'm like, damn. It's like, <laughs> you know, like Oops All Berries. Captain Crunch, oops, all berries. It's like, oops, all hotties. I We didn't mean to, but it's the sexiest lineup we've probably ever had. Yeah. Can't wait. Right, right. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Well, since there are a limited amount of tickets to that show, if you can't snag one, just know you're in luck. I will be on a show benefiting the Lesbian Bar Project. We've sort of U-hauled with the Lesbian Bar Project at this point. Yes. Like, we are also hosting a show with them July 1st. At Stonewall. Stonewall. Stomping Ground. Yep. Yeah. We'll also figure out a way to live stream that, even if it is just on our Instagram. But before then... I'll be doing a show at Caroline's Comedy Club on Broadway with my lover, Allie Clayton, and headliner, Natalie Perlin, benefiting the Lesbian Bar Project. So, and that's June 27th at 7.30 p.m. All right. So the day after our Good Judy show, fun, fun stuff going on. And yeah, more on the Stonewall show to come, including the lineup reveal that I'm so excited about. Carolyn, tell me, what's the gayest thing you did this week? I just want to let everybody know that Melody called me Buddy and then corrected herself. <laughs> um, but for the record, sometimes Melody calls me Buddy. Just if you're wondering how the relationship's hey. going here. We're buddies. Hey, We're C. Hanging. Hey, bud. <laughs> oh, the gayest thing I did this week was it uh, Cecilia and I fighting about getting a dog today? Maybe. No, I don't know. That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty gay. Oh, my God. On our way to get iced coffee. Fighting with your girlfriend. Uh, oh, on your way to get iced coffee. That's so gay. And let the record reflect that Allie Clayton picked a fight with me this week, too. I, too, fought with my lover. And she had the gall to do that during the Real Housewives of New York. So it was like, eventually, <laughs> I don't know what we were originally fighting about. It was just... It morphed into me being so livid that she would do that during the all new live episode of Real Housewives of New York. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to have a fight, you got to pick the timing uh, just right. But it's okay. We made up. It was a really short one. So uh, that's not my gayest thing. I think my gayest thing is that I did a comedy show at one of my favorite venues in New York. It's in Queens at a place called QED. I love it so much. If you live in Queens or are willing to travel to Queens, it's a great spot for comedy. It was such a great show. Every comedian was doing great. Uh, but the gayest thing about it was that in the front row were two queer couples and then a few empty seats and then a bunch of straights filling up these two other tables. So it, <laughs> it was just like queers segregated in the front for Pride Month. I don't know. I don't know if that was well, a, it is brave. a special thing. It's very brave to be in the front row right. of a comedy show. And what are queer people, if not so brave? 
so brave, especially during Pride Month. So the thing that makes it gay is because it because it was so obvious. Uh, when I'm doing my gay material, I'm like, do I look right at them or do I look beyond them <laughs> to the straight people? You know, I, I just feel like a little bit awkward making a, a joke about a gay person. And then there's like two people who look like lesbians right there that are like, all right, can you stop making the lesbian jokes and and staring right at me? Though one of them was agreeing with the stuff I was saying. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you engage. <laughs> so I I did. I engaged. Uh, I engaged a little bit. And then also this thing happened that whenever I do a show and then something like that happens where there's a, a queer couple in the front like that, I'm like, oh, probably here for me. Uh, I, I'm so that's like where my head goes. And then. At the end, I'm like, I actually don't know if that's true or not. But anytime I do a show uh, that I publicize that I'm going to be on and there are lesbians in the front row, I'm like, oh, yeah, clearly here to see mm-hmm. me. And that's what brings us to my gayest thing. Because. Get into it. I had a blatant lesbian in the front row of a show I did <laughs> last week. And I engaged right. I was like, you're. Yeah, you're gay, right? Yeah, like, and just, you know, (laughs) and I did have that thought, too, like, is someone maybe here for me from the podcast? But no, the lesbian, there were actually a bunch of lesbians are visibly queer. Right, right. People who look like they might listen to Diking Out, we'll say. Yes. And nope, they were just friends who are aware of that show and tend to go to it. One person was there for me. I don't know. They, this person also does go to the show. This is Pascus Lindsay Bowling's shows. So they do go to Lindsay's shows, but they approached me after the show. It was a guy named Steven. He immediately revealed that he loves Sue Bird and Megan Rapino, though he didn't need to because he was wearing a shirt that had a big rainbow on it and an illustration of Megan and Sue. Oh, wow. Right. Awesome conversation starter. I was like, I like your shirt. And he was like, we'll get this and pulled up a pant leg to show me. Okay, so Carolyn, I'm going to show you in the Zoom. And I'll post this. Holy tattoo. I'll post these on the Patreon. No, that's not it. There's more. This is not one, not two. We have three Sue Bird tattoos on this human body I just met. I was Whoa, delighted. three tattoos and how many restraining orders? <laughs> well. Just kidding. Well, he's got pictures of um, him and Megan and him and Sue and him and Ashley Gavin. Big fan of Ashley. Um, <laughs> All right. I love a lesbians, super fan. man. Um, and yeah. he, I, I like went to launch in into my usual like. I love them so much. I love UConn. And he was like, oh, no, I know. I listen to your podcast. So amazing. We love to see it. I have these pictures right. Consensually, I asked him before I took them because I wanted to send them to my dad. And that is the gayest (laughs) thing I did this week. Send them to my dad. and Sending your dad pictures of Sue Bird tattoos that are on the body of a diking out listener. Because nothing is gayer about me than my than the way I connected with my dad over UConn women's basketball. It's like Aww. that's how we communicated. <laughs> that's sweet. So that's it. So funny. 
Love it. Love it. I hope that I meet him one day. And by the time I do that, he has a Melody Kamali tattoo. Ooh, I know. I feel like my chances might be good with someone who's a little fast and loose with the needle. And he did DM me and um, said that it was nice meeting me. And uh, who knows, maybe my super tattoos make it into a bit of yours. You betcha. That was incredible. (laughs) Thank you for the gayest thing. Well, I think at the very least, he deserves a diking out temporary tattoo. So I'll try to... We'll have some on us, and if we run into him, (laughs) we'll hand them out. All right, I'm so excited for this week's episode. We are diking out about red flags today, which uh, three Sue Bird tattoos would be a... What's the opposite of a red flag? Is it... um, It's a checkered flag, like in racing. Like, go ahead, go fast. Yeah. If the name Morgan Miller is familiar, it might be because you follow her on TikTok or because you've heard her on the pod before. She was on an episode that was very important because that's when I went back to using my real name, Melody, after nine episodes Mm. of going by a different name, which I wish you were in my life for then because you would have either A, stopped me uh, from going by a stage name or B, roasted me so hard that I would have changed it back immediately. Why not both? So, <laughs> uh, Morgan used to be based here in New York, but is now in L.A., and she performed on house teams at UCB and at festivals including Bonnaroo. Other credits include Netflix, Historical Roast, Comedy Central, Condé Nast, IFC, Above Average, and Funny or Die. And this year, she launched a podcast called Famously Dumped, Let's get to it. All right. Morgan Miller back on the pod, diking out with us. Whole new world for you on diking out because a lot has changed. What happened? (laughs) Melody, you happened on our end. Oh, I happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then on Morgan's. Uh, and so for a refresher for everybody, Morgan was on a one of my favorite episodes, <laughs> past episodes of the pod oh, called Soulmates. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, I feel like I feel like the winner of the episode because I'm the only one who's still with the person <laughs> who I said was my soulmate. Now, about about a week after we recorded, uh, former co-host Sarah York and her girlfriend of like two years split. And on the pod, uh, you asked her if that was her soulmate and she said yes so we had a good Mm -hmm. laugh that was like wow literally like a week after you said she's your soulmate you guys break up but that was also kind of a hard position to be in because if you were like no probably not my soulmate like right 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 yeah yeah and now um i'm famously not with my soulmate not with your soulmate anymore though you did say i remember you said on the podcast you said it doesn't matter if we break up, if it doesn't work out, she's still my soulmate. Do you still believe oh that? Oh my God. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you were in it. You were so deep, Morgan. You were so I was high. Really deep. I you were really so deep. high on her. You were tripping balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. I haven't done drugs or alcohol in four and a half years, and I think I was high. I was <laughs> It's really fucking high. Oh my God. That's so funny. That's crazy. I was. Yeah. I was like, 
I was in it. It was the the height of my soulmate uh, journey with that. We always do that, all of us. And the way I um, kind of cover my ass now is when I break up with someone after telling everyone who would listen, they're my soulmate. I now say, well, you know, you have a lot of soulmates and, um, actually your number one soulmate is actually called your twin flame. And you see, I never use that term. You see, you can have a lot of soulmates. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I have, I, I do a similar thing. Like I have, I have an actual soulmate who's my best friend. He's a tall ginger gay man, Mike Kelton. You I think you. I was gonna. As soon as you said is a friend, I'm like, I know she's talking about Mike Kelton. <laughs> yeah, Mike Kelton. And I'm glad that that twin flame is still talk about flames. Uh, love that it's going strong. <laughs> that love one's him. going so strong that we decided today that I'm going to fly to New York solely to watch The Conjuring Three just with. Her. Yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what a beautiful um, relationship. It's not because he just got engaged at all. Uh, it's more just so we can watch that movie together. Yeah. Um, oh, should we yeah, dial we him have... in and ask him if he's engaged to his soulmate? Just to <laughs> get it on the record. He'll be like, yeah, he's, yeah, God. Ugh, I don't know what he would say, actually. But Should he, we do one of those yeah. like Mean Girls, like four-way calls where he doesn't know that he's being recorded on a pod. <laughs> he did, said that a couple of times when I've asked him stuff. He's like, Is, are you fucking with me? Is this like a prank? And I'm like, no, I'm just asking you stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I do believe he is my soul. He's my soulmate and my soul sister and we have matching tattoos and I've known him in a lot of past lives. But this is what I, this is how I was talking about my ex. Um, very much. I was like, we've known each other in a past life. All of the stuff that yep. you say when they're your quote-unquote soulmate. Right. And I guess I said <laughs> that even if we break up, that she's still my soulmate. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, my my uh, my idea of a romantic soulmate has died. <laughs> <laughs> cool. The flame's um, out. Yeah. So if we're... <laughs> If we're going down that uh, road, I yeah, I, I don't think that that's real. But I do think that every love is really important and that mm-hmm. it's the love that you should have had. Sure. And I do think that relationship, whether, you know, we use the term soulmate so many times on that episode, but whether right. that's true, whatever soulmate might mean, and, and I'm really like woo-woo astro- astrology type shit, and I'm like... Well, for that moment in time, for that yeah. chapter of my life, we were that love was that special that I was talking about it in that in sure. that capacity. So, yeah, I don't know if I would say that I still think she's my soulmate forever. I think that would not be nice if, if I started dating a new girl and she knew that that right. was <laughs> that was my past. I'd find my I found my soulmate, but we can date. You know, that would <laughs> right. go well. Yeah. Primary soulmates, we start doing poly soulmates. (laughs) (laughs) Now, normally I don't ask people who I don't talk to on like a day-to-day basis, like what happened? Because it's very personal. But you did start a podcast called Famously Dumped. So I feel like it's okay to ask you, Morgan, with your non-soulmate, what happened? 
Yeah, it is. It's okay to happen because the catalyst was an entire podcast that I created called Famously Dumped, um, oh, wow. which is solely Wh- about being Which is dumped. what all people hope happens when they break up that their ex starts a podcast <laughs> inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I have no idea if she's heard it. I have no idea. You know, I'm assuming probably, but I I have no idea. That's how I am. Like with my ex-wife, I'm like, I don't know if she's ever, I would assume she does not want to listen to me talk, uh, but I I honestly have no clue. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what happened, but I have, I don't even know where she lives. Like it's, it was such a cutoff. It was a clean cut that, Mm -hmm. and I haven't looked at her social media or known anything about we don't have mutual friends so i have no idea i haven't talked to her good for since you. february of 2020 and oh. that's it that was our last point of contact and that we ran into each other at the abbey which is the super fucking gay yeah place <laughs> the gay the gay wednesday night uh dyke night at this really awful club that i never go to and she doesn't either and we of course ran into each other there so that was the last time I saw her, last time I heard from her, last time we ever talked. Um, wow. So right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we broke up in October. So oh, okay. Okay. We've been, we broke up in October. But what is so ironic is that I'm now on here. And that I remember being like, like what, there was a... <laughs> There was a moment when we broke up that I was like, there's a podcast out there. Diking out, there's a podcast out there that has me just fucking sounding like a real Tom idiot. Cruise on Oprah's couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, it was the most, I say this, it was the most tragic, beautiful, awful, heart-wrenching, respectful breakup I've ever had in my whole life. And that's great. Yeah. Respectful. You know, they can be so heart wrenching, like even when it's the right thing to do. But the best adjective you could ascribe to a breakup, I think, is as long as it's respectful. Yeah, it was respectful. It was beautiful. It was kind. It was loving. It was uh, and, and and truly like the word I use is like tragic. It was a tragic ending to a beautiful love story. And no one died or anything. <laughs> it sounded like I'm like, well, um, but no one, it just, um, basically we were having problems. We were in couples therapy and we were trying to work through that. And, uh, she had kind of lost herself a little bit in the relationship. And I think in life a little bit and, uh, was having sort of a, a, a like a, a mental crisis and was trying to figure out medication and things like that. And, um, but also I think just trying to figure out who she was and what, her life was and she'd never been in really a serious relationship and mm. the this hard thing was the week before she broke up with me um we looked at an apartment together so it did feel very like I got hit by a bus but at the end of the day what she said and this is Trini and I've had to come to terms with this she said it's me it's it's not you mm-hmm. and you know that's actually incredibly true and there's nothing I could have done to uh, save you can't save that it's right, not right. You. you can't so uh so yeah that was followed by three months of crying not eating I lost like 20 pounds I made a podcast and I uh I really like broke down I almost relapsed on drugs and alcohol and I almost uh checked myself into a psych ward instead I made a podcast and uh <laughs> 
because that's what you do. Yeah, of course. And um, and we had a closure session after that in couples therapy where we had closure and we were out said what we wanted to say. And she wrote me this really beautiful letter that was really, really kind and loving. And it was like, if we meet again someday, that would be wonderful. But right now I cannot and will not be in this relationship. And so I was like, okay, well, that's it. You know? Wow. Time for content. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I will say this, that making Famously Dumped was pivotal in my, um, like in, in my ability to get through that breakup. Yeah. Because I couldn't function in any capacity. And so talking to other comedians and then being like, this is exactly what I did to be okay. Yeah. And then doing all of that. Um, and also just hearing that other people had been that heartbroken before yeah. was, uh, it was really something that I needed and yeah. didn't even know I needed, but that's the long story long of it. It was sad. It was hard. And it was, it was just not. And, and at the end, and you know, you go, you reflect and you see all this stuff. And my therapist had said, you know, I was like, this came out of nowhere. I can't believe this happened. And my therapist had said, you'd been talking about breaking up with her for months. And, right. um, there were a lot of problems and, and it was a lot of trying to f- make the Rubik's cube something that it was never going to be. So that's a good analogy. I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make a Rubik's cube, what it's not going to be. Sure. Yeah. That's, that's poignant. That's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> why didn't I just use square peg? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I gotta be smarter. Um, but <laughs> that's but yeah. the queer analogy. Yeah. And yeah. It's yeah. Not co- rainbow colors. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the, it's the long story of it. And, uh, and then, yeah, it was a clean break. And for some reason I have had the ability to not look at her social media or anything in a year and change. Wow. So it's awful. It saddens, but it's, I will tell you what, like, you know, if I looked at her social media or anything right now, it would just be, it wouldn't, it, I would, there's just no, you know, no good yeah. comes from that ever. So, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Good. We're glad to hear it. We're glad you're doing better. Yeah. Thanks for telling us. I actually feel like you answered maybe 10 future listener questions um, <laughs> by going into that. <laughs> so, yeah, very hard to do that clean break or understand why you need to. So thanks for that. Yeah, I, it, you know, everyone that I've talked to is like, how the fuck did you do that? And I was like, honestly, I'm I'm in, I'm an alcoholic and I'm a drug addict and I have severe mental illness. And I was like, honestly, because if I did that, it's not just me going on a crying streak. You know what I mean? Right, it's too, right. It's like really playing with fire because yeah. I was so emotionally invested in that and so broken by it that me looking at social media wasn't just going to be like a crying week, you know? And yeah. so I think that was, that was the, that was probably why. Um, yeah. So then... Terrible, terrible few months after. Never been that heartbroken in my whole life. And then here we are. You made it through. You're still here. You're still queer. uh, Yeah. Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine (laughs) I was like, I'm straight now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm like, wait, am I not allowed to do this podcast? (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, I'm gayer than ever, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That leads us to a question that we have for you. 
perfect. I mean, Great. besides what we just got into so far on in this conversation, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Oh, God, what a good question that I want to answer with. Everything I do is so fucking gay because I'm so gay. Um, so, you know, making a smoothie today, I just was very gay doing mm. that. But if, um, and I'm thinking about, I guess gay sex would be something that I did this week. That's pretty sure. gay, right? That's Hooking gay. up with a, a girl. So, yeah. I'm say the smoothie's gayer. <laughs> Well, actually, it depends on what was in what it. What was in it. Yeah, exactly. My smoothie might have been gayer, but I think that was probably the gayest thing. It's pride, right? And so... Right. I guess I'm like, I made a TikTok about pride, but that was pretty gay. Oh, yeah. You've been also TikToking a lot, which I'm always very uh, impressed with people who figure out TikTok. Yeah, I've actually been off of it. Cracked it. But yeah, I cracked it. I've got like 50,000 followers in like a week. Oh, damn. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a nightmare on there. So I haven't been on there in a while. But I guess also like I'm a huge, I've become this like huge hike dyke. So that's kind of my title is what I've given myself. Yes. yes. So I have a dog now, which I think is kind of gay. And, um, Very. and we go on like hikes. We do like, so, you know, I've seen pretty. the pics on, on the gram and they're stunning. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. He's yeah. gorgeous. And we have a lot of fun. And so, yeah. So I guess being a hike dyke and then, yeah, actively, Hooking up with a, another woman is pretty gay, I would say. Wow. She I don't want to be vulgar, start. but eating... No, I'm not going to do it. Do it! <laughs> smoothies. Eating, <laughs> eating smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> is gay, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's probably what it is. So, I mean, you're here this time not to talk about soulmates or non-soulmates we're here to talk about red flags all right yeah we are we're here to talk about red flags oh i will tell you this after going through a breakup like that that'll make you reflect on red flags like you wouldn't even believe that's what i wanted to ask you first looking back are there any red flags that you're like uh either you saw it and you ignored it or you didn't see it and you're like how did i miss that Mm -hmm. Well, I will say this, that on our podcast, we talked about some real fun red flags that you had with your ex-wife, <laughs> one being that she unfollowed you on Twitter, which is, yeah. I'll never forget. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. There, while you were there st- were a lot of red flags about, <laughs> about my marriage ending. Yeah. R- red flags and me have a very tight relationship, so um, I'm excited. <laughs> you're, con- you're just waving them n- nonstop. I see them. I see them. I push them aside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. Why is this waving in front of me super huge? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, so I, I think both. There was both. There was um, yeah. some that I didn't see and some that I got swept up in. I've been I've been in trauma therapy now and I'm doing like a ton of work on myself. And I think that kind of what we call it is like that kind of fairy dust that happens so quickly is really great, but it's not substantial in any way. And I put a ton of substantial weight on that. So mm. the whole soulmate, I'm going on podcasts and duh, 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 like we knew within three weeks, we like had our kids names picked out. All that shit was like yeah. set. We were like, oh, so glad we don't have to date again. All of the stuff was said. <sighs> and in retrospect yeah. and learning a lot about myself is like the next relationships that are, that are people that I've dated and things like that. 
that's not happening. That's just not going to happen in my world. We're not going to do that. If it happens, great, but that's not substantial. That's great. But the foundation has to be not that. And that's, yeah, it, that's truly, we didn't have that. And yeah. in trauma therapy, I did these weird things called sand trays. And you can also tell me to shut the fuck up. I love to talk. But these weird things called sand trays. No, no, this- where you do, you get to pick all these like figurines and shit and put them in a sand tray and, and it describes your whole relationship. And you, there's, you know, all kinds of like Ooh. action figures and uh, she just has like a wall full of stuff. So I, I did ours and it was super chaotic. And then she was like, do you want to take anything away? And I took a bunch of stuff away that was mostly her side of the sand tray. And it just was left with like, oh, I don't think I really even knew who she was at all. Mm. Um, which is one of the most powerful things that that happened and actually was was probably what has helped me get over her i needed it to be not she was bad for you i needed it to be you didn't really know who she was and that was like a super powerful moment so so yeah so i think the fairy dust that kind of thing is just a huge now to me huge red flag but i don't even let myself go down that avenue had that ever happened before? Because I, I feel like sometimes you think like, okay, looking hindsight in this relationship, I miss this red flag, but never again. Or yeah. do you trip up on the same thing sometimes? Um, so I, there's I, my dating life is categorized into Morgan and active addiction and Morgan post active addiction and very different, very different dating experiences. But I'm a Sagittarius. We should put that out there. And... <laughs> So it's my wife. There you go. Tell me about them. Is oh, there something no. I don't know? Oh, no. You're not going to want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> you're Tell supposed me. to be like, I Tell am me. chaotic. Uh, I am. <laughs> um, well, Sagittarius's are, and it's, I don't know what your spouse's moon is, which is, and what her Venus is, which would mean how she relates in a romantic book. My Venus is Sagittarius, so. Okay, so. Let's find out some stuff. So, so are you dating anyone? Yeah, a comedian who, I mean, I was going <laughs> to. I meant to say, unfortunately, a Gemini. And I, said, I accidentally said, I mean, she is a comedian. <laughs> unfortunately, but, both yeah. a comedian and a yeah, Gemini. Uh, comedian Gemini, so watch out. Yeah. Wow, yeah. God bless you for dating a and Gemini. And I'm a Capricorn. Yeah, we are astrologically not compatible yeah. in any way. Well, I will say this, that a Venus in Sagittarius does get along with a Gemini. Okay. Um, Geminis and Sagittarius do get along, which is a... Um, which is not fortunate for me. I will not date a Gemini. So God bless you for taking her on. Um, It's been a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But as a Sagittarius son, I'm, uh, I always had one foot out the door. Sagittarius are ready to go. They're just ready to, Mm. they got, they've got big wings and they want to be able to fly when they're going to fly. And if you try and put them in a container, that's the second they're out. And so for me, I yep. always had one foot out the door. Always, always. In all of my relationships, even one that I think I did, we did passionately get into it. There was one that I was like, this girl I'm going to marry besides that girl. And that was just because she was like letting me drink in the morning. <laughs> you know, I was just like fucking crazy, like alcoholic. Who oh. was like, yeah, this is marriage material. Um, she'll allow me <laughs> alcoholism. So besides that, though, no, I, I think I've always had one foot out the door because, you know, I'm, I also have abandonment issues and that stuff. But this was the first one that I jumped fucking full in. I was in. All in. Right. All yeah. in. 
Yeah. And it, it's funny because yeah. I, I feel like I do when you describe that, I do see that in my wife, but not when it comes to the relationship, but anything else in terms of like being contained. Like if, if the ground was covered in lava and I said, don't step in the lava, she'd be like, don't tell me <laughs> yes, what to do. Yes, very sometimes. Don't limit me and my potential to jump headfirst yep. very into this lava. Yeah. Don't yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, not yeah. to do something, we're going to do it. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Very free spirited. Very like, you know, yes, that's, that's yeah. ex- you, you nailed it on the head with that. That's exactly <laughs> it. But when we love, we love deep and we love hard. Um, yeah. But it's we, we love when we're given freedom and space to do that on our own and not forced into it. Mm-hmm. But I would love to know what our moon is. Yeah. So that red flag. No, I think um, I think no, I think that was this was the one I learned. And I think I really yeah. learned it. I learned the lesson hard. Yeah. Yeah, I learned the most from the relationship I went completely all in on to. Those tend to be yeah. the ones you learn the most from in hindsight. Yes, right? Just totally blinded. Just Yeah, and then just like the most painful breakups. Yeah, just, you can't describe the yeah. pain. You just can't. There's yeah, no... I really never believed anyone. I've only experienced that once. Same. But I always thought I was, I'm a jaded person. There's no way I could ever, like. Uh, Capricorn. Just, yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but I didn't I didn't know about a Venus in Sagittarius or what that meant yet. Um, but, yeah, devastated. Just on the floor, like, scream crying, yeah. like, hyperventilating for, like, a week. Like, yeah. just it was dark yeah. it was really dark and like physically painful yeah. mm-hmm. like i didn't realize it when people were like it hurts yeah. it like oh no it actually hurts me yeah yeah <laughs> ouch that was the first yeah. time i'd experienced like physical depression which i never you know mm-hmm. did it hurt and i didn't eat i couldn't eat for months it was yeah it's horrible yeah this was on top of my regular depression Damn. i know it's right i have yeah. bipolar disorder so i was like fuck this too it's like yeah 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 so i feel yeah. you but it yeah it's the worst pain i've ever been in my life and i think that's unfortunately made me incredibly guarded since then just incredibly walls are up it's gonna take a lot to take them down and that's okay though for now. I'm okay with that. I'm okay being single and guarded right now. But yeah, I hope that I can be open yeah. to another soulmate potentially. Not gonna call it that, but <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson on that. Jump uh, to one year yeah. from now, you're back on diking out. Honestly, as a fucking dyke, probably. <laughs> Let's do yearly check-ins. Yeah. I was going to say a, a, a year is being too too conservative. Let's mm-hmm. say three months. We'll touch base. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you think that it's good to call out red flags to the person you're with when you see them and be like, you know, honestly, I don't know how I feel about this because here's some... Red flags that I'm spotting now. Yeah, I think I do that. I think yeah. I, and I'm. I think it's it's as much for them as it is for me. You know, I don't. If I don't say it out loud, I can't. Sometimes I just morph it in my mind. But I think I'm. I also have been really jaded since my breakup. But yeah, you know, I've dated a couple. Dated is a strong word, but I've been seen a couple of girls, and I've been like. Yes, here's why this will not work and why it's going to be casual. Yeah, so I think I've I think now I do. 
I think I, de- I yeah. definitely call I definitely call them out unless I think they're going to be hurtful to that person. Right, then, right. Mm-hmm. But if it's like, you know, one was like age, you know, age. I was like, it's just not going to work at age. Because in the next five years, I want kids. In the next five years, you can't even fucking fathom having kids. Boom. Done. Right, That's right, that. right. Not like, oh, I think like emotionally you're too much <laughs> to handle um, or whatever that might be. Uh, right. You know. So, yeah, but I, I think I do. I, I'm very, very honest and authentic. Yeah. And so when I date someone, I cannot lie. And that has all been since I've gotten sober. And I think I tell girls that I'm like, this isn't going to be a thing. I'm, I'm jaded. I don't have a cold, broken heart. And then, you know, that's the best thing to say to a girl <laughs> who wants to fix it. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, that could be seen by people on the other side as a red flag. Because there are some people who are attracted to that. They're like, challenge accepted. And then yeah. they'll, you know, put their all into trying to date you, get burned, yeah. and being like, yeah. well, yeah, they did put the red flag out there themselves. Cause it's not like putting out a red flag. Isn't a bad thing. Like if you have red flags about you that everybody, I feel like has some type of red flag. And if you can warn yeah. the other person, so it doesn't surprise them. I don't know. I, I think it's like a thing that comes with age and experience too, because when I was younger, if I saw red flags, I'd be like, Oh, those are okay. Because those are problems that like I can solve. And that yeah. us being in this relationship will make those things go like, the fact that you're not over your ex. Well, once you fall in love with me, you'll totally be over your ex. Totally. Whereas like now, like with my wife, I remember I was calling out the red flags on stage at shows <laughs> while she was there. Just because we were coworkers, we were both going through a, a divorce. We had the night we hooked up for the first time, we had said we never wanted to get married again and didn't really believe in like... <laughs> long-term relationships anymore. So all of that to me was like red flag, red flag, red flag. But I was like, but I'm having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was watching my stand-up comedian girlfriend just spill out all her red flags and I would go, we just completely were like, here's every terrible thing about me with a (laughs) punchline. We're like, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. I like the idea of, I put out my, I don't call out someone else's red flags as much as I think as I put out my own. I'm like, here's what you're getting. Yeah. Hey, honey, here's what you're getting. And either you want it or you don't, but you better know that I'm like, you know, and I put out all of the demons, you know I mean? I'm not, I'm not... Uh, shy about saying that I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict that's in recovery and that I have mental illness and all that stuff. I'm just, and a lot of alcoholics don't say that on the first date, but I'll tell you before I even meet someone, it's too big a part of my life. They would, I would have to lie all the time. They'd be like, where the fuck are you all the time? Like at meetings. (laughs) Um, so (laughs) I was like in the show feel good. May's character doesn't tell. I don't know if you've seen it, but they hide that they're in Narcotics Anonymous Mm -hmm. for the first while of the relationship. And it's like, if you're lying about where you're sneaking off to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's impossible. And I'm so in I'm so entrenched in that program that it would be absolutely impossible. But also, you know, I don't want to waste anyone's time. I'm 32. I don't want to waste my time. I don't need to waste anyone else's time. And those aren't red flags for me, but for others they are. So they should be put on the table, you know, but that's also, that's how I go into dating. 
which is not happening. Yeah, what, what's considered a red flag versus, like, when you said uh, an age gap, I'm like, is that a red flag or is that just, like, an incompatibility? I think it's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll, uh, I'll go on record, I guess, and say that I, I think dating yeah. someone 10 years younger than me is, is a red flag. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And whether it's a red flag <laughs> or just a decision that was made in the middle of quarantine, because I, you know, because that's what was happening at that time in my brain. But, uh, right. but I, yeah, in red flags, an interesting word, you know? Also, I don't know it if it is. was more of a yeah. more of a red flag as a like, oh, I'm going into this knowing like, I guess yeah, I guess that that the, a red flag means something that won't make the relationship compatible in the future, right? That's sort of yeah. the mm-hmm. definition. So yeah, it could be a problem. Could be a problem, right? And this okay. younger girl was like, well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out kids. We'll figure out all that stuff. And I kept telling her, I was like, we won't. <laughs> we just won't but uh and you know they're just and a lot of people say the age doesn't matter but that young i just had too much life experience it's just yeah. different and we can't you know the music references this girl didn't know who atlanta's Morissette was and i was like we can't Whoa. if that t- <laughs> even with these kids so horny for the 90s I know. like you know yeah. atlantis Morissette. wow that's yeah, I was like, that's the first yeah. CD I bought. It's a red flag. She was like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That is. A jagged red flag. Oh. Um, wow. What an album. Yeah. So have you ever said to someone you're dating the term red flag? Like, how do you address? I accidentally would, uh, when I would raise <laughs> concerns, cause I, like I said, I came out of this massive heartbreak and that made me very guarded mm. going into my next relationship, which is the one I'm currently in. Um, I was like, I had a hard set of rules and expectations. And then, but as you're getting to know someone, it's, you're only just getting to know them. It's not fair. They don't know what you're expecting and vice versa. I remember saying like, well, this seems like a red flag. <laughs> Allie getting uh, understandably so offended at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would be offended by that. If Cecilia had been like, well, you were pretty upset after your divorce and you said you wanted to be single for a year and now we're together all the time. That's a red flag. I'd be like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Red flag. Yeah. Can't make any promises here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who's ready for a true story? When I entered my MFA program this fall, I knew I was going to have so little time for cooking. So I wanted a solution that would let me have tasty, healthy meals in a flash so that after class, I could still have time and energy to be gay. So I signed up for Factor, which ships you ready to eat meals that are chef created and dietitian approved. They're fresh, never frozen, so all you have to do is stick them in the microwave for two minutes, and then they're nice and done. Um, The weekly menu has over 35 options. The salmon entrees are always my personal favorite, but they have um, a lot of things you can choose from, options for different dietary needs like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. They also have add-ons for when you don't need an entire meal. Um, I tried some good cookies and some jerky. Uh, No prep, no mess, and 
And when I looked into it financially, which was one of my main concerns, it was actually less expensive than uh, takeout and honestly, really close to the cost of buying ingredients at the grocery store down my block in New York City. Uh, And then I saved a lot of time. So to me, it was definitely worth it. Did I mention that the meals are also really delicious? Like I've yet to try one that I didn't like. So if that sounds good to you, I think you should give it a try too. Head to factormeals.com slash dykingout50 and use code dykingout50 to get 50% off. That's code dykingout50 at factormeals.com slash dykingout50 to get 50% off. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. I just, there's got to be a better way to finesse that conversation when you realize there's a red flag and you want to address it with a partner to see if it is in fact a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still starting to get to know someone and you're not quite sure. Yeah. I would you yeah. talk about that. I would say you are the well, and this is generalization, maybe a sweeping thing, but I think, Carolyn, you would be the exception. I think most women or most people, if someone actively told them to their face that they had red flags, would be upset uh. by that. I think. It's I a, like constructive criticism. Yeah, there you so. go. You like constructive criticism. Um, and a lot of people don't. Most people do not and would not take that well. Um, I, love yeah. to, I love to give it to Capricorn. Two yes. Capricorns loving constructive criticism. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I My ex I was remember, a Capricorn. Oh, yeah. Uh, the ex, yeah. I remember one time in college, I went on just like a couple of dates with this girl, and they went so well. I thought, and I'm like, there's no way we're misreading this. And then we went away for winter break. We came back and um, it seemed like she just wasn't interested in me at all. Uh, I could tell on social media, she started like casually seeing someone else. And I was like, hey, what happened? And she said, you know, uh, it seemed like you still have a lot of issues regarding your your ex and I'm looking to enter a relationship and um, whether or not you see it, you're not ready. And I was like, oh, thanks. Now I know. Like, I was so thankful for that or else I would have just been like, oh, I suck. I'm not hot enough, whatever. And I was like, no, that that's valid. I didn't see it. I'm glad you called it out. And now I know um, not to talk about my ex. <laughs> Next time I go on a date with someone who's really rule of thumb, to. yeah, yeah, it's not the best start combo starter for a first date. Yeah, first date, right, right, yeah, yeah. Perceptive girl, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. I think for me, I would not use that term red flag. I would not. I would yeah. not terminology. Unfortunately, I don't I think, recommend. It. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, listen to them. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, listen. I say, listeners, try it out. Do it. <laughs> really, just go rogue. Um, I think. <laughs> I think it's just for me. You know, I think it has a negative connotation, and I don't think it. It is like I think someone telling you that you aren't ready and you seem like you're into your ex can be told without saying, "Hey, huge red flag. You're into your ex." It just sounds worse to me, you know? It sounds... Right, right. Yeah. You know? Um, 
Because I think you're screaming danger. Yes, you're. At yes, them. you're. You're calling them dangerous. Exactly. Yeah. And, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, you're just poked with a ton of fucking like, either danger or like flaws, right? That that yeah. you can be like, these are flaws that someone can't even work through with me. Um, but I also think I'm also right. like you can understand and say a red flag is that you know. You've told me you have a cold, dead heart. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a red shirt. Yeah. But I also am not super sensitive in most, you know, it takes a lot to get me yeah. fired up. I think that also one of the problems with maybe being too forthcoming about your own red flags is that sometimes you can say, well, I put it all out there, so when these things come out and I act a little bit shitty, I warned you. Yeah. So, like, can you really be mad at me? Like, I, t- I told you uh, that I wasn't over my ex, so, like, it's kind of your fault th- that you're hurt that I hooked up with her again, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do that. An ex of mine did that. Like, I knew, <laughs> I knew she wasn't over it. I ignored it anyway, and she was like, well, you knew I was having a hard time getting over her. I'm like, okay, well... Well, still don't think it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a security, you know, deposit or something. Right. Where you're like. Right, right. You know, you're like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it saves your ass, I'm sure. You know. Yeah. You could be like, honestly, it's a red flag uh, from you <laughs> that you didn't do anything when I said that right. I wasn't ready and I was right giving you ample notice of my red flags so that's on you yeah <laughs> right right exactly I think that's yeah I, I think it can be weaponized totally mm-hmm. where you're like yes it, that's what that's it is the term I was looking for yeah. yeah I feel like especially in the queer community I don't know why but yeah well I think women communicate more in general <laughs> I was just gonna say yeah it's because it's because we communicate So much more. And then also, like, specifically to the X red flag. And that's something I want to get into. Because, like, one of the biggest red flags, I think, involves exes. And especially in the queer community. It's either the person's not over their ex or they're, like, weirdly close with their ex. That's a fucking no for me, dude. (laughs) Yeah. That's so hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I made Allie stop talking to her exes. A man, like from her, like before she came out, I was like, enough, like shut it down. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't get that, but no, you don't Uh, need to be friends with exes. It's over. Why? And I think that's a really, and I think you're right. That's a fucking huge lesbian dyke thing. Is like everyone's still friends with their exes, and I'm like, that is so crazy to me. Absolutely not. Right. Right. And then but then there are exes I've seen who are friends and they make it work and there's nothing weird about it. So it's hard to blanket that and be like, oh, if they're friends with their ex, like in the queer community, that's not a red flag. But then if if one of my straight friends is like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's like really tight with his ex and they text. I'm like, run. Yeah. Run (laughs) for the hills. Yeah. I will murder him if anything happens. Right. Yeah, yeah, because the guy might act on um, impulse and do something physically, but the girl can like not technically do anything physical and cultivate or continue an emotional affair of some kind. Yeah. Right, and right. Yeah, not thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. 
No, no. Exes are out of the... They're called exes for a reason. Get them out of the picture. You got a life to build that's yeah. forward. That's backward. That's in the past, in my mind. Yeah. But it is. Everyone fucking loves me. It's like, I'm friends with my ex. I'm like... It, it it's part feels, of the culture. It's part of the culture, and also it also feels a little bit like you're not ready to move on. Or one of you is not... I don't know. Maybe that's also dangerous. But I think one of you is probably not ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Also beware of the people who are like, oh, no, trust me. I'm so over my ex. I fucking hate that girl. <laughs> like, they're just like, it's like, okay, right. you're not over it. Because I did that once and <laughs> got burned yeah. in a fun new way. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely over her. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so much passion. Yeah. Just screaming it in the mirror. I'm over her. <laughs> I'm yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm just hate scrolling through all of her social media every day. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Is cheating a red flag? If you know somebody's cheated before, I think some people will say, well, that's a red flag. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Um well, as someone who's cheated, I I would like to say to everyone out there, <laughs> it's not a it's not an indicator that I'm going to cheat again. Yeah, uh, but I think I believe that. But I think a lot of people are, you know. But I I did a lot of work on that because I I was I did subscribe to the idea that once a cheater always a cheater, and I didn't think I had the mm -hmm. capacity to be faithful. And then my ex, the ex in which we broke up, uh, I really showed up for that relationship. I would never have cheated on her. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even on my radar. So I, but I think for me, because I've cheated and I'm very open about that, very open. Cause I do think a lot of girls are like, Oh, well, yeah, I don't know if I can trust you. And then I'm like, okay, that's, you know, that's okay. But, uh, so for me, if another girl says they're cheat, I'm just like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just a bunch of cheaters. Let's fucking let's date. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so for me, I, I don't I don't think that that's a red flag. But that's because I fucking cheated and I'd like someone to date me one day. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I, yeah, I that agree does with seem you. to be the number one that comes to mind for a lot of people. Yeah, is like cheating or still not over their ass. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that if someone has cheated uh, repeatedly in past relationships, that it's only a red flag if they don't work on it or make it seem like I know someone who has cheated in every single one of their relationships. And uh, I'm pretty sure they've never cared to dive into why or explore that or try to, to better themselves or anything like that. So for that person, I'm like, that's a red flag. But uh, I know that my wife has cheated in the past, but like I understand the circumstances around it. We've kind of talked about it. We've talked about where her head was at when she did it and have had conversations around like if you ever start feeling like that again, know that we can talk about it before anything happens. And there's there's room for that in this relationship, you know? Yeah. And then it's okay. Like, I'm not at all worried yeah. about that in my relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that's what my ex and I had. 
when we started dating and I said, we said, we equally said, because I had gotten into that relationship. I had cheated on the girl that I was with when I, and I think you remember that. That's right. Yeah. Because we had one listener who was very upset about that. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I forget who, um, it, it was so long ago, but I remember someone was like, she makes it sound like it's okay that she cheated because it's her soulmate. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so hurtful to be cheated on and all that. And that's like fair. that's not comforting at all. That's fair. <laughs> it just I think it just like really triggered, triggered somebody yeah. who probably had had a similar experience. And that's I fair. Was like I don't Yeah. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the way you were talking about it, but this person was triggered anyway. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, no, I had, I, it was very early on in sobriety that that had happened. And, uh, and, you know, it's the circumstances around it, right? Like that girl kind of forced me into monogamy when I was going to work. Um, and that's, this is my fault. You know, I can't, I couldn't have, I wasn't able to stick up for myself and be like, I can't be monogamous in this relationship. It was kind of an ultimatum of like, I'm going to LA for work. And she's like, you either tell me you're monogamous or like, we're not going to do this. And I didn't have the capacity to be like, we're not going to do this. So I was like, great, we're monogamous. And uh, I knew, you know, there's something in me that knew that I shouldn't have done that, but I, that happened. And I told her the next day and then broke it off the next day. And I don't think that's okay at all. I owe that girl an immense amends, for sure. I owe her an apology. Will I ever give it to her? I don't know. I don't think it's, it might not, she might not want that from me at all, which is totally. Is she a listener? You could do it right now. Yeah. I'm, well, I don't know. I don't, she probably doesn't want to listen to anything I've ever done ever. She hates me yeah. a lot, um, which oh, is no. fair. Uh, but yeah. if she is listening, yeah, I don't think it's okay. It's not, I don't condone that behavior at, at all. Um, it happened and I wish it hadn't happened the way it had. Um, but in, you know, a watch it's the listener who left the comment. <laughs> yeah, prob- honestly, <laughs> probably. Um, and that's yeah? Not, yeah, like she really kind of, it might've been because when you first yeah. said it, I yeah. was like, that sounds like, <laughs> oh my God, imagine. Yeah. So, but I don't, yeah. And also, you know, I, so I got really bad news in LA and I was in this like dark place. There's just so much, there's so many moving parts of that, but that's all to say and not to say, I don't condone that. I don't think it should have happened that way. And it did. Right. And I apologized in, I, you know, in, in my line of (laughs) sobriety, uh, I only give apologies if they're going to be, uh, good for that person they're not for me they're for that person so so it may be that i talk with my sponsor and my sponsor's like yeah you can't because that's going to be too painful for them but Mm. um but maybe i do you know and and i i will that i don't you know i don't condone cheating like it's a good thing but then you know going to an actual relationship we said what you said which was hey if you start thinking about it that's a that's a space we can have conversation and we we're gonna hold space for right. that. So yeah, yeah, I think that's the healthiest way to go about it. Um, what are your what? thoughts, Mel? Is that a red flag for you? What cheating? Yeah, no, I don't know. I've, I've never had to deal with it ever, which I guess is lucky. Um, but I was the one. I've yeah, I don't know what my thoughts are on that because uh, I was only recently 
capable of relationships to begin with. I was only capable of casual sex for a lot of my 20s into this recent relationship. So it's word vomit. I'm like, ah, I haven't had to think about it. I don't want to think about it. So I guess it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I want to pick your brain about casual sex is what I really want to do. Yeah. Let's do it. I mean, I was probably sex red flag. Let me say something. I was not even going to let myself be a red flag for someone because I wouldn't like stick around long enough to get to that conversation. Or like I there were people that I like really let down who I think I led on. And I think they thought we were dating, um, but just like having sex right away and like not understanding that that's all I was really interested in. But I wouldn't advocate for myself or just like communicate that because I was treating people as if they were disposable, which is not okay. Um, I know there are a few lesbians who I made very sad um, <laughs> oh, no. back in Chicago. Um, but yeah, what do you want to know? Well, <laughs> it's like the dating apps surfaced and like from 2012 on, whenever those came out. Yeah. It was like a game. Yeah. Well, I guess because I'm, I've never had a hoe phase. And so I'm, by saying hot, oh. uh, hot girl summer, I'm over here hot girl summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just yeah. going to have fun. And I, I, you know, I wonder if that you can, and, and I hate to gender this and I don't like to do that, but if casual sex is actually like something that can happen between two women. Um, because as you said, you hurt a lot of girls and even if you're upfront about it and, yeah, I think even saying casual sex, I think, you know, and then when girls have sex, it's like, I don't know. For me, when I have sex with a girl, it's not like we fuck. You know what I mean? It's like intense. Sex with a girl is intense. Right. Yeah. So I will also say I'm a bisexual and I was having sex with men and women at this time. So much easier with men. Um, And I really started to, yeah, really see that difference. And it was hard with women. And my way of coping was kind of like teetering out, you know, being a little less responsive until it like clicked. And that's not healthy. Like I was also in my 20s. I'm 32 now, too. Like there's a healthier way to do it. But it's weird because the queer community does feel like it's getting a lot more poly and like, yeah, Yeah. fluid in that way. But also at the same time, like the lesbian community still feels like like it's um, unique to find a lesbian who's like, yeah, down for whatever, like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know I'm generalizing a lot. Right. <laughs> Please don't yeah. be mad at me. Um, I, I mean, I agree that it feels like that people are a lot more open to casual sex in the lesbian community, at least from what I'm seeing of almost everyone I know being in a poly or an open relationship. Yeah. So. Okay. Let me tell you something. I was at the Dyke March fundraiser. Okay. Uh, a few nights ago bar full of dykes and everyone was acting very horny who I interacted with <laughs> at least and like some girl just approaches my fr- our friend Alicia Brown and just like goes listen I want you to turn me out like just out of Damn. nowhere just walks up to her and goes like will you turn me out once you turn me out like girls were just yeah so I actually think and especially coming out of like this last year. Right. Like, I think a lot of people have been learning about Polly. Just everything's gotten a little like everyone's going to have a hot girl summer in some way um, mm-hmm. after this year. Yeah. And yeah, it does feel like it's a little less uh, strings attached. Um, just speaking from that one. Yeah. D- 
Hike uh, March fundraise. I don't know. It was I've never seen such boldness and just like propositioning of casual sex. Yeah. Yeah. With a bunch of lesbians before. I mean, I got offered. Someone said to me, texted me and said, um, I would have casual sex with you, but you would get catch feelings, which is two things. One, a fucking challenge, Ah. (laughs) which is like, (laughs) as a very competitive Sag, Sag, I'm like, don't you fucking challenge me on this, honey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see who's catching. But was someone texted me and said, do you want, like, I would have casual sex, but but you would probably catch feelings. And then I was like, okay, well, and as someone who's, you know, sober and all that, I was like, I'm so, I overthink everything, but I'm like, okay, set me up, like, send me a boundary list of, like, what that looks like. <laughs> like, what would right. that mean? Because this is, this is a person that I'm also friends with and is in a community that I'm in and um, that I care a lot about. And so when it was casual sex with proposition, I was like, okay, well, if that's what has to be, there has to be a lot of communication about what that means. Um, right. But, yeah, girls are straight up being like, I want to have casual sex and, like, TikTok girls are, like, sliding in, you know? Yeah. Okay, we didn't even talk. Yeah, TikTok, I really think, has a big hand in this, too. (laughs) That's what's making them all thirsty. the hoeing of the lesbian community. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I look back to my experiences where I was just having casual sex with people, it was always people that I just knew going into it that, there was there wasn't really a potential for a relationship for whatever reason. And it worked and was able to be a, a nice thing, especially if that person was also of the same mindset or else it was just like uh, a one night stand with somebody passing through town. And, you know, well, like this isn't going to be anything. So if you want to have like that level of casual sex, I would say people who don't live near you. Oh, that's what I targeted, by yeah. the way, on the dating apps. Far like, away. Specifically, people who are like, no, people who are yeah. like, I'm just here for a work thing or, you know, I'm just, oh, just like through, through town. Like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the best. I'd be like, you got a hotel? I would pack a bathing yes. suit. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so casual sex. How are you finding the casual sex scene other than people telling you you're going to catch feelings. I feel like you have to really know yourself, though, because when I started hooking up with my wife, I thought it was going to be a casual so be an alley. Yeah. I yeah. Thought it was that's, be this, see, that's like, what I'm saying. Is it possible? <laughs> and, and, and I thought and I thought specifically because of the red flags, I was like, this is why this is kind of safe because there were so many red flags. There's no way that either of us are going to catch feelings. Uh, she's also not my type because she's just like way too into cats and horses and that's like not hello like red Instagram was just like yeah yeah her Instagram was just her like nuzzling with cats and horses oh my God. and I'm like how did you even I'm go not on dating a date horse with girl. this person <laughs> and now she's your wife and and then yeah and then uh, we were just like I I never realized that like she was exactly what I needed from a partner yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's not a bad thing though. I'm like, I'm not mad of like, this was only supposed to be casual sex. I was like, oh, well, 
it turned out great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's why I asked. Look, I'm talking to two people who were like, yeah, I was about to have casual sex, and now I've been in a relationship for, like, five years, you know? And right. So, I so let this be your red flag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So oh, this whole hot girl summer thing. Just masturbate. <laughs> I know, right? I also have a complicated relationship with that. Jesus Christ. I talk about trauma therapy. God, you really want me to be a downer on this podcast? I can do that, too. <laughs> but, yeah, this whole thing of, like, hot girl summer casual sex, like, I'm really, I'm sort of putting it out into the universe, and it's, like, happening, and I'm, like, kind of going with it. Um, yeah. Love it. And, yeah, I'm in, like, an interesting spot in my life where, like, work is the most important thing to me right now, so I'm not looking for a relationship, so... But I don't know if I... It's only making you more attractive to people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's... You know, if I'll go on the apps or whatever. It's just an interesting thing, because I also went to this, like, sex, like, positive talk thing, and we were talking about how women in general... Well, we're, like, in general are nesting individuals who, like, nest. But it's much harder for women to have casual sex than men. Like, just statistically. And mm-hmm. yeah, well, and chemically, there's there's an exchange of uh, of hormones that make you feel bonded with the person yeah. uh, that women emit it more than men. So then when you have two women, it's it's a real that's why it's so intense. intense. I yeah. mean, I thought I was having casual sex with Allie because I was like, because she's moving to New York from Chicago at the end of the summer. We only have a couple months, so this is quote unquote casual. Mind you, they're three day long. <laughs> I was like, gonna, I was gonna say, together. I was like, gonna say that. I was like, this is casual. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say the lesbian casual sex is three days long. That's yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the lesbian. Yeah, no, that's what, oh, no, no, the unchanged one night stand. <laughs> this is the joke. The joke is, yeah, the lesbian one night stand is three days. Always, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I truly thought I was being just a slick little player. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. The casual sex girl that offered me that, that was a three day one night stand for sure. Um, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's complicated thing where it's like, I think there's like a universe in which I'm like, I think I will date that girl, but in a long time. It's weird. We've talked yeah. about it, mm-hmm. too, because she's not in a place to date and I'm not. So it's like, cool, we fucked up. Yeah. We know that works. So we're kind of doing our own things, and then maybe I'll date her one day. But, yeah, meanwhile, you know, whatever hot girl simmer means, I'm here for it. I'm gonna, I'm here for I it. Love so it. are there red flags for you when you're looking to hook up with someone for casual sex, other than it seems like... They're they looking for a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So that that red flag aside, is there something? Well, I've t- I told like, I've been oh, telling no. my friends I don't want to do younger, and they're like, "Well, if you right. want to, <laughs> if you want to like fuck around, you're probably gonna do, on TikTok. <laughs> you're probably gonna have to go younger." <laughs> so to me, I don't want them to be younger. That feels like a red flag, also because I think I'm making generalizations, but I think they catch feelings for an older person potentially more. I think everything is steering away from yeah. like the potential that they could want more than that. Um, yeah. That's that for me is the red flag. But I think there's a lot of levels of figuring out how, why that would be. And for me, age is one. I think age is something that, like, a younger person, I don't know if they're, like, able to have casual sex. Which, again, also is, like, a sweeping generalization, and I have no idea. But, um, I don't know. I don't think there are, when it's casual sex, to me, I'm like, that 
very red flags because I'm not because what well, we said the definition of there's nothing superficial like yeah. like a puka shell necklace <laughs> and you're like nope red flag. I actually prefer a puka shell <laughs> necklace. Um, okay, it really brings <laughs> only me back. puka shell. It really brings me back. Yeah. Well, I think what we said, you know, we said that's how you know they know who Alanis Morissette is <laughs> if they're wearing a puka shell necklace. Yes. They've definitely listened to Jack a little. Absolutely. Well, I think what we did is we defined red flag, which is like this is something that when we want this to be substantial and potential it's going to be a problem or something we're going to have to overcome. And so therefore, the, for right. me, there aren't red flags with casual sex because there's no potential to be anything. So if you're, you know, if you're... The, the red flag I always say is I'm an alcoholic. But, you know, I don't care, you know. If, yeah. if It just shouldn't matter if we're just going to hook up one night. Yeah, like do you have red flags for sex? For sex, or, right? You know, like... Yeah. I guess, yeah. like, not, if I kiss them and it's, like, a bad kiss, then I'm like, this shouldn't be casual. So I guess that's a red flag that the sex will be bad. The red flag was that their tongue was hanging out of their mouth for the past hour. <laughs> you know, like, I should have known yeah. this is going to be a bad kiss. Oh, man. Yeah, I, there there are red flags with casual sex, but they have to do with, yeah, whether or not you can continue the casual sex. Like, I was having sex with a girl once casually or so I thought and we like fell asleep and then like woke up to do it again like half asleep or something and then she's like I bet you don't even know my name and I was like because <laughs> <laughs> we had just met at a bar oh my god and, like, I hesitated and I was like your name is and it was like 4 a.m. and she just starts crying sobbing like throwing a fit and that's how you're Whoa. like, well, I will never, quote unquote, casually <laughs> yeah. you again. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for that. You're like, listen, I'm a comedian. I meet a lot of people. It's hard to keep track yeah. of the Oh, my God. Oh, she found out I was a comedian and started showing up to my shows, oh, too. God. She was a nightmare. All your uh, sets on YouTube have one thumbs down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. They do. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, I think that's what the problem is with girl casual sex is you don't know how crazy they're going to be until you do it. Yeah. And yeah. then you do it and you're like, oh, well, there's red flag, but I've already fucking <laughs> felt, you know, jumped off the bridge into Stocktown and now she's going to come to all my shows and shit. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you tell me, Molly, I need, I need your moment. wisdom with this casual sex thing. What are the red flags? <laughs> how do I stay away from Yeah. Yeah. Th- um, it's it's like you can tell by pe- the way people even look at you. Sometimes yeah. you can tell. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're like, oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, listeners can't see how I'm looking. I was going to do an impression, but it's just like this, like lingering, like I'm totally okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Crazy eyes. Yeah. See, yeah. my mind goes more to like, well, if they have uh, duct tape on them, like they're going to rob you. Like they're not there for <laughs> sex, and that's a red flag. Like. <laughs> You know, just Sorry, like duct tape on their belt, just have it wherever. Yeah, yeah. On the utility belt, just make sure there's no like zip ties or anything. Oh oh. Well, unless you're looking. Wallet for- made out of duct tape. They're creative. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a kink shame. It's a robbery, it's a robbery shame. shame. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 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 Crime shame. Because also I'm into like uh, I'm I'm also like my my roommate goes to like dungeons and I'm like I'm gonna go to a fucking dungeon. Right. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like see what that's yeah. like. Am I gonna have sex with anyone there? I don't know. But it's yeah. just the summer of like sure let's try it. Yeah. Do, yeah. I mean you're gonna find a lot of 
more free and like no strings attached people there. I used to host oh, a sure. comedy show at a sex dungeon really? in Chicago actually like a what? long time ago. Yeah. And it's so funny because my cur- <gasps> Allie Clayton was one of the first comedians on it and we didn't even know each other. Uh, the oh first God. show ever we did. The audience there, yeah, was like aggressively flirty, but like you could tell like, oh, this is the crowd, you know, like you just go to yeah. the places they commune. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, yeah. And I think what you said was like, you also are actively looking for other people that like put on their profile that they're looking for casual, you know, instead of being the person that's casual and then someone approaching you and being like, I'm casual. And you're like, your eyes are crazy. You look kind of crazy. Those eyes are crazy. I don't think you can do casual. Um, But I don't know how many girls put that out. I I would, I used to put it on my profile and then I realized I was like, I would put be put off by some people, even though I was looking for casual things. Like I would sometimes be put off by people being like, I'm not into it. Like, you know, like listing what you don't want, like was just like a turnoff. So I took it off my profile and then would try like just casually like work it into the conversation a little or just like be a little detached um, in the conversation. It sucks. Every time I hear myself talk, I'm like, oh, you're a master manipulator. (laughs) Okay. All right. <laughs> you just hurt feelings and tricked people. Cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I really don't. I've yeah. been in a relationship for five years, too. Like, yeah. so much has changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so that's true. So much has, yeah, so much has changed. I don't know. I don't know what the world is like. Because, I, like I said, I never had a hoe phase. So I'm like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. summer's the best time to start. That's when my hoe phase started. It's perfect. You know, why not? Why not? I mean, I guess it's always summer there. Yeah, I know it is. Right. It is kind of oh, yeah. you're around so easily. I know, right? It's like how long is this going to last? Probably not long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I believe know. in you. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe when we post this episode, post like people can sound off in the comments. <laughs> how do you, like, how do you vet <laughs> enough? Yeah, but, right. like to the point where it's not like you're getting to know a potential partner, but you need to know enough. Right. To know that it's okay to have casual sex with someone. Yeah, it's yeah. not something I've had to think about in a long time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have no idea because I've never really done this. But I you put it out to the universe and two girls said they wanted to do casual stuff. And I was like, okay. Great. All right. Manifesting. Yeah. And it's, it is, I think you are right. The coming through town is the way to do it. I also just remembered that one of my really good friends whose wedding I went to, um, her and her husband met because he was just passing through town on work in London and he was New York based and now they're married and she ended up moving to New York. So nothing safe is what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, nothing is safe. But, but best case scenario is you could meet somebody who you really enjoy spending time with and... I think, mm-hmm. yeah, forever. And that, that melts your, your cold heart. Yeah. And worst case scenario, you have to move cities because. <laughs> <laughs> Moving's the worst. Yeah, because that, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Or they're a murderer is in your case, which is immediately where you've gone that they've kidnapped you. So, yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in the middle is where we'd like to land. Right. <laughs> Right, I'm that. genuinely surprised I didn't get murdered. You know, too reckless. <laughs> I mean, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 20s Any... were our 20s oh. were mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy time. Any last thoughts on red flags? I'm such a like. Let's, let's sum it up. 
But I think for yeah. me, I think for me, um, the term red flag should be, we should try and not have such a taboo about what it is. And also, yeah. like, the thing that I would appreciate most dating a girl is, like, to be upfront about things that you might think would be potentially, uh, and for lack of a better word, red flags in that relationship. I do that. I'm, like, very upfront about that stuff. Um, like, to even the funniest specifics, you know, I'm, like... I'm a weird, I like to juggle and like, (laughs) um, I like have a unicycle and like, I have a teddy bear on my bed. Like I'd say, I'm like, this is me. Like you gotta know that this is me. I have to share (laughs) that my wife, when we started dating, said, and, and I kept like wondering like, what, what's the thing I'm missing uh, other than the obvious red flags by like, this all feels too good to be true. Like there's something off here. And one day she's like, Carolyn, uh, I I have to tell you something. I'm like, what? And she's like, I use a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> and that was it. I, I was really expecting Whoa. that like, like murder, like the way that she said it. And she's like, I just want you to know when you're like, why am I changing my toilet paper roll all the time? It's, it really is me. I just use a lot of toilet paper. That's so endearing. You know, and that that's was one her, of those her, like red flag. Like, Oh, that's so sweet. You know, that's like such a sweet, that's very sweet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, That's anyway, but yeah, uh, you know, even a red flag like that, if you think, if you think that's a red flag, share it. Yeah. I also post on my Instagram, every Sagittarius thing in the world that is like, here are my red flags so that everyone (laughs) knows them. And it's like, just so you know, I identify strongly with Sagittarius, and here's what it is. Um, so I, like, put it out there. This girl that I'm probably going to date in the future, I don't know, it just feels that way. She's like, do you want to just not make me think that you don't know how to, you're never going to be in a relationship and you can't commit ever? And I'm like, well, it's a Sagittarius in me. Uh, but I'm a Scorpio Venus, so I'll fall again and... You know, and I'm sure I have way more hope today that I'll find someone else than I than I did. Yes, you know, than I have in a very long time. So, wouldn't yeah. it be a trip if one day your mom's like Morgan? Uh, sorry, you were born actually three weeks later <laughs> than you thought. Oh my god, I would have a real fucking existential crisis. <laughs> I would not. You would talk about going like, crazy. Oh, you would talk about relapsing. AM. I meant PM. <laughs> all right. I'm like, all right. This is the one that broke me. Give me a bottle of vodka. Fuck this noise. I'm relapsing. That's real what queer does crisis. It. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my god. I would truly. Uh, I know we're joking. I would really be fucked up. <laughs> I know. I know. I would be super <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I guess a sign might be a red flag for me for casual sex. There you go. Oh, are you one of those people? A lot of Scorpios get like a lot of. Scorpios get bad reps and sort of Gemini's, but like a cancer is, is just in general, incredibly emotional and incredibly wants to attach to things. And so if someone said that they were cancer, I would be like, I would kind of think twice about casual sex with the cancer. Definitely. But that's, I'm, I am very, like, judgmental about signs. And I yeah. can't hide it. I'm a very expressive face. So the second you tell me, I, I it's going to be shown if I like it or not. 
Well, that's one of the things that you do on your podcast, Famously Dumped. You ask about the signs mm-hmm. of the person and the person they broke up with and and talk about it. Um, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners about your podcast? What's the best way to watch it? Because it's a video. Yeah, you can. Well, you can watch it on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel, Famously Dumped, or you can listen on podcasts anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah. It's called Famously Dumped, and you can find that all over the place. And then um, my handle. You can start with my episode if you want to ease yeah, into it. <laughs> exactly, Karen has a great episode. It's it really fun. fun. It was really, really fun. Very funny. Um, yeah, it was that episode was very fun. Um, the, all of them, they're great. I yeah. really love what I put out. Um, I don't know if there'll be a second season, but it's great. And I hope people listen. So it's anywhere you find podcasts, but I'm Morgan Miller one seven Morgan Miller 17 on everything except TikTok where I'm Morgan Miller talks T O K S. But, uh, all of that stuff, I post everything, all that there, but, uh, yeah, anywhere you find podcasts, but would love people to review it on Apple. If you can, if you want to. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. This was so great. uh, Morgan, it was so great to catch up and so great to have you on with Melody as well. So um, it was nice to meet you and talk to you. Likewise. Thanks so much. Thanks guys. Thank you so much. This was super fun. Hey, it's time for our listener question, Melody. And speaking of red flags. Yeah, our listener question. It's about that time where the red flags tend to live on this podcast. Let's get into it. All right. I'm a lesbian currently dating a bisexual Catholic woman. We've been together just over a year and we have a really deep connection. She pursued me first. And when things got serious, she said she was second guessing the relationship because she feels guilty every time she kisses me because her faith says it's a sin. But right after saying it's a sin, she said she loves me so much and can't picture her life without me. I have this deep feeling that she loves me and wants to be with me, but she has the church and her parents in her head telling her it's wrong. We are still together at the moment and have pulled back on the intimacy to just holding hands and cuddling. Am I wrong for wanting to wait for her to overcome these issues because it is hurting me in the process? I can't picture my life without her in it, and I don't think I can be just her friend. Yes, red flags. (laughs) Red flags. Well, I feel like the resident Catholicism consultant on the podcast usually i am Sorry, i mean as as a uh former fallen catholic uh yeah this this is a tough one i know that you said that this person feels like they are your person and i don't doubt that they really love you but uh they need to get over this internalized homophobia it's a hard place to make a relationship work and especially if you have pulled back the intimacy to just holding hands and and cuddling you're not getting your needs met at the end of the day like you might be okay with it and be willing to make it work. But you're totally right that it's going to hurt you and you shouldn't have to hurt at the expense of her internalized homophobia. So I think maybe you can steer her to episodes of the podcast that we have uh, about internalized homophobia. It's great advice. Uh, also, I know people who are actively... Catholic and still identify as Catholic and they're also gay. I mean, if you're 
if your Catholicism is one and where uh, it's wrong for you to love the people you love because of their gender, I mean, it, it's hard to know, like, is this person... Uh, doing physical stuff or have they done physical stuff with men before and felt not guilty about that because in the Catholic church, the whole reason why being gay is a sin is because you can't get married in the church. So any so it's sex you're having is all premarital. Yeah. Never even thought about it. Yeah. So, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Premarital <laughs> gay sex is technically from what I've been told by m- the church I grew up in, uh, no worse than premarital straight sex. So, so there you go. There you go. So, um, you know, I don't know if this person is having double standards, but, uh, there are resources out there if you want to steer her towards them. And there are podcasts. There's a podcast that's done by, uh, some ex Mormon lesbians. I forget what it's called. I think it's Latter day Lesbians. Um, oh, that's awesome. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard a lot of great things about it. And I think that her hearing other people and their stories, how they kind of over, uh, overcame, that relationship with religion to uh, be able to truly be happy that might help her and give her the courage to kind of stop living her life to what other people to the standards that other people think um, are right. But besides just encouraging her to do that, you really have to protect yourself and not uh, sacrifice your needs in a relationship. Um, for somebody who can't proudly be with you. Right. So do you think that she should give her these resources and then put up a boundary and not engage? Or should she stop holding her hand both physically and metaphorically through this process? Oh, wow. What do you think? It seems like she's fallen for this bisexual Catholic and might it might be hard for her to be there through the process with her. So just wondering if you had a caveat after sending resources, because I was wondering, like, yeah, too, you know, <laughs> do you say here, maybe check this out, but I got to go. Let me know when you're ready. I think so. I think that it's best to, because this person obviously has some, uh, some growth or some change that they need to do. And in order for them to do that, I think they're going to need space, um, with this person feeling guilty every time she kisses you. Like that's not, you can't have a healthy relationship when it makes somebody feel bad whenever they're being intimate with you. Like that will never work. I will tell you that right now. And Mm -hmm. she has to know that and it's not fair to you. And I think that she should realize that it is fair for you to ask for that. Um, space and you know you can help her out and uh, you love her you care for her so point her in the right direction but also loving and caring someone means being honest with them about your needs uh, and you should do that 
it's it's not worth it. You don't have to be a, a martyr for this person's Catholic guilt. Yeah. If you have a question for us, we do have a shrinking mailbag. So help fill it back up. Diking out at gmail.com. Please send them in. If you're a patron, your question goes to the top of the list and you become a patron by going to patreon.com slash diking out. We have a bunch of exciting upcoming episodes. I hope everyone enjoyed this one and you can follow us for more content at taking out on social media. You can follow me at TJ Carolyn to find out where I'll be performing in the New York area. You can follow me at Melody Kamali on all social media platforms. Happy pride. Happy pride. Hang in there. Stay hydrated. Get that SPF. Guard your emotions. Yeah. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Carolyn, tell me, buddy, Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Uh Uh-uh. Not she... They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.